0: Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the cheat sheet edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and as always, just a quick programming reminder that this is our short format, fast facts version to preview the upcoming game this Sunday between the five and seven Atlanta Falcons and the four and seven Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, I know that seems a little bit awkward, but the Atlanta Falcons, as of right now, still haven't had their bye week yet this season. So... If you're looking for a little more in-depth analysis to this game, I encourage you to check out the episode that dropped the day before that. It gets into some further, a little more devil in the details for the keys to the game, including uh, Will McFadden, who is a reporter for the Atlanta Falcons. He was my guest co-host. And once again, a thank you to Will for taking some time out of his busy schedule uh, to detail a lot of stuff about the Falcons, because let's face it, I don't know a whole lot about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, obviously, they're a five-win team, just marginally better than the Pittsburgh Steelers, but these appear once again this week to be two teams that are evenly matched uh, in rankings, both seven-loss teams, both teams that are kind of trying to find and find themselves after having a franchise quarterback for so many years, et cetera, et cetera. This game being played in Atlanta, second straight road game uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, playing off of a short week uh, from Monday night football, headed right to Sunday in Atlanta at Mercedes- Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Falcons uh, minus one in this game for the Vegas odds and over under 42. So everyone expecting this one to be very close to the vest. Uh, leading to Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. Well, you know what? I should probably just jump over real quick to our injury report. Cause there's far more Steelers on the injury report than there are Atlanta Falcons and there's really no, uh, no surprises here. However, I know Najee Harris was limited on Friday after being a do not practice or did not practice status for the rest of the week. He has told the pool reporters that he will be available and play on Sunday. Uh Keller Witherspoon still nursing the hamstring. Really surprised he has not gone on injured reserve at this point. uh Minka Fitzpatrick with the with his showing up on a rib injury. In fact, everybody else on here, let's just say, uh, no status for Mika Fitzpatrick, Robert Spillane, Miles Jack, Mason Cole. Uh TJ Watt was limited all week with ribs. He is a designation of questionable. Larry Okejobe following pretty much what Larry Okojobi's been doing all year and it's uh he gets to practice a little bit one day, take a day off and uh be full practice for something else. And I just kind of wonder if this is a veteran joke at this point cuz this time it's a toe. It's been his back, it's been illness, I think shoulder. If this guy's really been this banged up this season kudos to you larry oh man uh you're a warrior but i I just kind of wonder if they just find something new to put on the injury report and uh, toes no joke toe is no joke those of you who have banged one into a bedpost in the middle of the night or getting up in the morning you know what that's like uh i actually you know kind of side story my my wife was joking around with me many years ago long before we were married we were in the, our apartment and this was i can remember this vividly because it was like december 23rd or something i was still in college i had to go work my retail job which you know that's hell in and of itself during the holiday season and i just got out of the shower or whatnot i'm i'm, I'm dressed but i'm like partially dressed i was wearing like slippers or socks or something on And she shoved me, and I slipped, and I knocked my foot right into the baseboard of that hallway. I ended up breaking my freaking toe. It was black and black, not even black and blue, like black and black, and I had to walk around two days before Christmas with people asking me about stuff that wasn't in stock, so I won't make too much fun about Larry Okajobi and his toe here. Uh, I can sympathize with that. I swear this thing, when it gets to be cold weather, that my big toe still cracks every now and then, like some arthritis or whatever. Good news for Steelers special teams, though, because we'd already mentioned Robert Spillane is back, but so is Miles Boykin. Jalen Warren, who practiced all week hamstring-wise, he appears to be full go. He is listed officially. Uh, As questionable for this game, but it appears he will be playing Benny Snell showed up on the report with a knee on Thursday was a full participant on Friday as well. So Steelers look like they're going to be back to full strength. The other players that showed up on this report, not, (laughs) you know, we're in week 13 already. Cam Hayward had a veteran day arrest, and there was a personal matter for Isaiah Loudermilk where he was not available the last couple of days. So, uh, but I, I in this case with Loudermilk, maybe he might just not be getting a helmet. Uh, he's been off and on as far as an active participant in games thus far this season. So uh, that that's for the Steelers side. Uh, if we head on over to the Atlanta Falcons, Arnold uh, e- Beckettie. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. All these, all players are questionable here. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Bukati. Uh, uh, he is questionable. Chuma Adoga also questionable. An offensive tackle, Jalen Dalton, defensive tackle, Toe questionable. Cordarel Patterson had a veteran day of rest during the week as well. So the Falcons, for whom they have available, appear to have uh, a full slate here. Obviously, they have some other players who have landed on injured reserve during the course of the season, such as Kyle Pitts. So again, um, go back and check out the other episode. We kind of get in a little bit more of detail when it comes to this. So uh, I can throw up some props for my dude, Larry Joby, and we'll see what they could do against a vaunted rushing offense that is the Atlanta Falcons. You don't usually think of rushing uh offense when you think Falcons, right? You remember Matt Ryan who the Steelers played last week in Indianapolis. Well, not even really last week, but you get what I'm saying. Last NFL week, right? And the Falcons have a number of different runners each with 300 or more yards throughout the season, actually four of them. So, Tyler Algier. Leads their team with 552 yards on the ground, followed slightly behind by Cordarell Patterson, who has 506. Marcus Mariota, the quarterback, veteran quarterback, former uh, first overall pick of the draft, I believe so. He was one or two with, uh, what, Jameis Winston many years ago, but... Uh, 421 yards on the ground and four touchdowns. I should mention that Patterson's had five rushing on the ground as well. And then Caleb Huntley, uh, 71 carries, 347 yards and a touchdown. Avery Williams also uh, offering a little bit of change of pace in this as well. Uh, only 14 carries by 83 yards, but a 5.9 average. And just about everyone in this, Algiers at 4.6, but many of the Players for the Falcons hovering in the 5.0, give or take, uh, you know, a fraction of a yard here or there, in that range. So they have a pretty, a pretty solid uh, run, run attack. The uh, Falcons themselves are fourth overall in the NFL. They're averaging 160 yards on the ground, but only 154 in the air, which is next to last. So it's going to be primarily run, 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 and pound the ball and maybe open up some other plays. The Steelers are actually uh, marginally better in the pass game. They average 199. That's 25th best in the league, 113 yards on the ground. Mentioned in the other pregame show that uh, the Steelers are close to about 25 points a game currently after coming off the bye, but that won't show up in your yearly statistics uh, for the entire season. Uh, So they uh, show up as 28th best in the league, where Atlanta 22.7 is 14th, and That's just from the other games previously played in the year for the Steelers at 17.6, so they have been better since the bye. I should have pulled the numbers for the defense too, but they're even-steven right here. Uh, Steelers are 24th in the league in points allowed, while the Falcons are 25th. So they're right neck and neck there, uh, about 0.7 points per game average. And so uh, that's what separates them. Takeaway differential isn't too much more either. You could say whoever's ranked where, but the Steelers are plus two and the Falcons are minus one. They've cleaned up a lot of the turnover woes that they had as the season started. Marcus Mariota was turning the ball over quite frequently. So yet uh, another dynamic for this particular game, the Steelers' defense against the pass has been 30th, and that seems like it should be well in the favor of Pittsburgh versus Atlanta here when you're talking about matchups. We know it doesn't always turn out to be that way. So 30th against the pass and 6th against the run, when you're talking about, um, you know, a uh, fourth best run offense, so you've got four against six, which is pretty good. Uh, defensively, for the Falcons, they're 28th against the pass and 21st against the run. So defensively, they're pretty, they're not very strong, but they've played in a lot of close games thus far this season. As we kind of uh, go through some of the other series notes here and highlight um, the all-time Steelers uh, lead this series. 14-2-1, you'll remember that tie many, 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 many years ago. Uh, I ought to say there was even a preseason game. I think it was the last one that actually went into – overtime before they changed the preseason rules and said no no more of this garbage we're not doing overtime in the postseason but anyways Steelers are 14-2-1 all time against the Falcons there is no this regular season there is no postseason history between the two obviously they would have had to have played in the Super Bowl for that to have happened Uh, at home the Steelers are 7-0-1 and on the road In the falcons building uh they lead seven to two but they have not played in this specific building the last game on site was december 14 2014 that was in the old georgia dome uh which has long since made way for the mercedes-benz stadium steelers and falcons last met at well what's now known as acrashure stadium back in 2018 so they're basically playing every four years they don't play very frequently steelers have won uh the past three games in a row mike tomlin is 158-92-2 158-92-2 in and and 16 seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is a 3-0 against the Atlanta Falcons, so only three times he has faced Atlanta. Arthur Smith in his second season with the Falcons is 12-17 and 17 overall. This will be his first time as an NFL head coach facing the Steelers. Again, this game is on Sunday, December 4th. That's 1 o'clock. We've already gone through the daylight savings time stuff, so that's Eastern Standard Time, Atlanta, Georgia. Mercedes-Benz Stadium holds about 71,000 people for football. They modify it for other events of course build turf uh so again artificial turf not natural grass this game is being broadcast by cbs you should be able to get it in your local markets on nfl plus and or paramount plus in pittsburgh that would be your local affiliate would be kdk channel 2 other affiliates uh you can take a look and try and find that either at steelers.com or steelcityunderground.com sometimes we have that information on satellite radio oh by the way I have no idea who's calling this game. I do know James lofton as far as the analysis, but Andrew Catalan maybe on the play by play so no no tony Romo uh no um <laughs> uh iron eagle no nobody like this uh there's there's the, none of the fancy broadcast crews. Uh, for this CBS uh, game and uh, just to take a look at the map of where this is being broadcast the Steelers are in green if you're able to see this on YouTube again we have this diagram over at steelcityunderground.com and you could also find this map at uh, courtesy of 506sports.com which will give you all of the information for every game that's basically played when it comes to regional broadcast and they carve it up and you can see there's like little notches here and there uh, most of Ohio, however, is not going to be getting this game. I believe they're getting the uh, the Bengals game or it's the Browns. I'm sorry. Actually, it's the Browns game. Uh, but most of Pennsylvania, West Virginia is covered down and through uh, just the, kind of the tip of uh, Virginia through the Carolinas, uh, Georgia, and down into the south, obviously, where it's Falcons country. Pretty much not being covered <laughs> anywhere else. So make your plans accordingly, folks. I'm always... <clears throat> excuse me always 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 harping on the folks they jump on social media at like 105 and they're like where can i find the game uh and i always find that kind of comical you can listen to it on the radio as well and i got those details in a second as i get my hot coffee as most of you thank you for putting up with my Running solo, kind of losing my voice a little bit today. Satellite radio, Sirius XM. So on Sirius, the Steelers' calls on 137 on XM. That'll be 380. The internet is 826 if you are so inclined. You can listen to the Falcons call over on Sirius 85, XM 225, and on the internet at 801. Uh, Steelers, of course, Radio Network, 48 affiliates. Uh, We have those listed on the website as well. Bill Hillgrove with the call. Craig Wolfley is the uh, color guy. And your sideline reporters, as per the usual, Missy Matthews and Max Starks. Ron Torbert is your referee. Don't have a whole lot of things to say about Ron Torbert, other than they spelled his name wrong in the official NFL uh, press releases for this game. <laughs> Poor guy. It says like Trobert or Trobert or something like that. So, uh, Steelers coming off the win at Indianapolis last week, <clears> 24 <throat> 17. Falcons coming off a loss, 19 to 13 against the Washington Commanders. Steelers are led by Kenny Pickett. Now 1,600 yards passing on the season, three touchdowns, eight interceptions. Marcus Mariota leads the Falcons 20, uh, 2,052. I always want to say 2052, uh, passing yards, 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions. So again, not a very big vaunted passing offense. And just by leaders, you wouldn't think much either, uh, when it comes to the ground game, but 585 yards on the ground for Najee Harris thus far this season for the Steelers uh that's on 158 carries it's still only about a 3.7 average but he does have four touchdowns on the ground and tyler algier will be uh leading the or is the leader he's a rookie uh leading the atlanta falcons 552 yards uh, 4.6 average with just one touchdown on the ground but i have to make the distinction here as I did earlier, the Falcons have run as a team for 1,920 yards while they've only given up 1,532 opponents. And just to put that into perspective with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team have only been able to run for 1,250 yards. So about 700 yards separate these two teams. Although the Falcons do have one more game uh, played on kind of not having their buy. They're gonna have their buy after this one. So just got to keep that in mind uh, as you're watching this. This could be a slow-plotting, time-of-possession battle-type contest between these two teams. Uh, Just continuing through, uh, Pat Fryermuth leads the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in receiving with 521 yards on 47 receptions. Drake London, the rookie, 41 catches, 438 yards, uh, and four touchdowns is the leader for Atlanta. And let's see what else is – let's see. Grady Jarrett leads the Falcons with five-and-a-half sacks. Alex Highsmith leads the Steelers with ten. Double-digit guy, obviously, first time in his career. Congratulations to a great season for Alex Highsmith thus far. I hope he gets the recognition that I believe he deserves. Uh, Micah Fitzpatrick and Levi Wallace are tied with three apiece when it comes to the interception leaders for the Steelers. Uh, A number of players have a pair of picks when we're talking about the Falcons. Richie Grant, Jalen Hawkins, and Mike Kell walker and you're talking about linebackers you know what i mean so um versus uh guys in the secondary so that'll be kind of interesting uh to see and as far as the specialists uh matthew wright so far combined uh uh through the season 14 of 14 perfect on extra point tries 11 of 14 field goal kicking he uh he, plan on him still being around for this week and then maybe next week after they get out of the dome we'll see if chris boswell is back young Hoku leads the Falcons he's missed two extra points this year he's 20 of 25 uh on field goal attempts uh, just some other news and notes uh, pertaining to this game Kenny Pickett last week 20 of 18 20 of 8 uh 20 of 28 attempts I'm sorry Told you my voice was cracking a little bit here uh that was 71.4% completions only 174 yards but it's his third game this season with at least 70 or better uh, passes completed. So Kenny getting it done in the pass game. That's tied for the second most ever by a Pittsburgh Steelers rookie quarterback. He's looking for his fourth start in a row with no interceptions. He needs 400 pass yards to join Ben Roethlisberger, who had 2,621 in his rookie year 2004 as the only Steelers rookie quarterbacks with 2000 or more pass yards, uh, 400 in this game. I'm not saying it 400 before the season's over more than likely he will surpass Ben. And that's, uh, that's something to really put into perspective. When you think that Kenny only came in at week three against the New York, uh, I'm sorry, week four midway through against the New York jets. And, (laughs) Uh, just continue to see some improvement and we'll see what Pickett ends up doing once again it's a controlled environment in the dome he's going to have one of his favorite targets of course available to him is George Pickens George Pickens uh, led the team with 57 receiving yards against the Colts he's looking for a third in a row with at least 55 receiving yards he has a touchdown in two of the last three games he should have actually had one uh, the other night as well he's third among rookies with with 510 receiving yards and fourth with 36 catches so the other counterpart in this game, the rookie wide receivers will be uh front and center for this one because as we mentioned, uh Drake London and he's gonna be catching uh he's gonna be catching some passes from Marcus Mariota. So that will definitely be one of the storylines heading into this one. As we look at the Falcons' notes, Marcus Mariota passed for 306 yards with two touchdowns in his only career game against the Steelers. That was back when he was a member of the Tennessee Titans in 2017. He has a 100-plus rating in three of his past four home games. He's looking for his third in a row in Mercedes-Benz Stadium without an interception, so he's been protecting the football uh, being a little more careful with it as of late. Uh, Corderell Patterson, he has 50-plus uh, from the line of scrimmage. So 50-plus yards and three of his past four at home and four rushing touchdowns in his past four at home. So these guys love playing in their own building. He's looking for his third in a row with at least 50 rushing yards on the ground. Tyler Algier. He is third amongst rookies in rushing yards and fourth in scrimmage. And he has 154 scrimmage yards, 77 per game and a rushing touchdown in two games this season against AFC North opponents. So he's looking for his third in a row with at least 50 plus there on the ground. Uh, as we mentioned, Jay, uh, Drake London, he has a receiving touchdown in two of his past three games also. Uh, Grady Jarrett on the defensive line. He has tackles for losses in his past six at home. And, of course, he's uh, five-plus tackles in two of his past three. Rashawn Evans and Michael Walker. Rashawn Evans tied a career high with 13 tackles last week, while Michael Walker had nine tackles, two pass deflections, and an interception in week 12. And he has tackle for loss in two of his past three at home, et cetera, et cetera. So tackling, tackling, tackling machines. Folks, I think that about does it for me here. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to this cheat sheet edition of the steel city underground podcast. Look forward to the game uh, on Sunday here, Atlanta. We'll see if it's another one of these games home away from home, just like it was in Indianapolis and a few other places like Miami this year, reportedly 43% of the fans in Indianapolis were Steelers fans. So we'll see if everyone's headed to the dome in Atlanta, Uh, maybe take that place over as well. Crazy how the fans um, just travel and support the Steelers. And we appreciate you supporting the steel city underground podcast as well. My name is Joe Kuzma. So don't forget if you haven't already, don't forget to like comment, subscribe and share it, share it to your friends. Uh, I don't ask people to share. I don't get into begging and pandering. That's about as much as I do. It's kind of like a little reminder that there's a button you can jam on and subscribe here. Whenever we have some new content, I know not everything's for everyone and I apologize. This show didn't come out just a tad bit earlier this week, but, uh, uh, you know life goes on there's all a bu- whole bunch of stuff and just happy to be able to be here and get this out to you so also appreciate you supporting our platform so until next time as i always close out these shows we encourage everyone out there to be safe be good and we'll catch you later we would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website www.steelcityunderground.com